Are you ready? Are you really ready? Can you dig it? Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. Can you happening? Can you happening? murder which is sweeping the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures who feast upon the flesh of their victims. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hail to the king, baby. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 10 of Mana Screwed. I am Tangent, here finally for our uh, landmark number 10 episode. I am joined by myself and I this week. Uh, looks like Nancy, a.k.a. Sally, a.k.a. Ben, has uh, taken a hiatus, at least for now. Who knows how long from the show. Uh, ran into some roadblocks, which is why it's been so long getting this number 10 out. Wanted to uh, make sure that I got a show out, and uh, especially since game day just recently happened, all the new decks are out. Uh, because of my roadblock, I had been kind of out of the scene for a little bit. I needed to take some time. I had some issues I had to resolve. I like to think that nothing ever takes precedence over playing Magic, but that's not always the case, unfortunately, and this is one of those times. So now, I've come back once again to astound and amaze you with news and information, or at least my personal opinions from around the Magic Universe. So, anyway, to begin with, I wanted to say that my address, as always, is manascrewed at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, TangentDYN, and I'm also on Magic Online, TangentDYN. So, the metagame's obviously shifted, and since I had been out of the scene for a while, I really hadn't, hadn't been paying enough attention to the Rise of the Eldrazi and really even the World Wake, I, I just wasn't enough in the scene. And I decided that I might want to take a look at game day, but I didn't have anything ready to go. So I went to check out what was going on, and I saw Dex, Super Friends, and uh, some Eldrazi stuff. And, uh, well, really Grixis Control were really what I was finding at the time to be the be better decks going on, and so I decided that I would go online and see, I already had my vampires going on, and I wanted to see just how outdated they were going to play, because, well, obviously I figured people would be well prepared for vampires since two new sets had come out since the last time I really gave them a run, and, well, at least online when I play-tested just to be ready, there was very little I had to do uh, to prepare. So I, I, I played Vampires. I won a few matches. I decided, well, you know what? I'm just going to take Vampires to game day and just try it and, you know, probably get smoked right away by some decks that I just am not ready for. But I decided to give it a run anyway. And, uh, well, the uh, first, first matchup that I came across was Fish. And and I was kind of worried, actually, because I knew there was a lot of new cards, some Rise of the Eldrazi cards, and I didn't have a clue what was out there yet. I just hadn't had time to look everything over, to really study up on the cards and figure out what was working. 
So I thought, you know, if someone's actually going to play mono blue fish, then there must be something really good that came out. And levelers are pretty cool, but at the same time, fish is still fish. Uh, well, let's put it this way. With him leveling up to the ability of having an extra turn ev after every one of my turns, both games that I played, I still went 2-0. So he was taking two turns of pop, and I was still managed to pull through with the victories. So that's why I say, you know, and, and this I've said to my friends, and I still believe, the air rules all, the land is second, and the fish, the sea, is a distant third in magic. It's just, it's just not there, not in standard for sure. So anyway... Uh, yeah, so I, I went 2-0 against the Fish player, and it was fun. That's the one thing I will give him credit for. It was a fun deck. I'm glad he went there. He didn't do very well that day, and everyone was excited to be able to play the Fish guy because they thought it was an easy win. And since I don't think he won a game, it kind of was. But, you know, it was fun, and he tried, and he put something together, and it was pretty cool. So props to him for the uh, taking a chance with the Fish. Uh... My next matchup, and, and the thing is, when I decided to go Vampires, I thought about putting Graveyard Hate, but I thought there was no way that I was going to be playing against the uh, the Grixis Unearthed decks or, or any of the Unearthed decks, regardless of the colors. I just didn't think that they were still going to be around. Nothing I'd been reading about involved them, so I thought for sure they they just wouldn't be be there. Otherwise, I would have put you know some either Relic of Progenitus or some Land... Uh, the, the black land that when it comes into play you can remove target player's graveyard from the game. That's pretty solid for my vampire deck since, well, it's all bl mostly black anyway. I am still running the black-red vampires. So just so you know, I'm not going the mono black, which is the newer build that's done pretty well. I'm still running blightning, still running lightning bolts. And, you know, that just gives me a few more opportunities. I did have uh, thought hemorrhage in the, uh, the sideboard. So it gave me a few, few uh, abilities that that I don't feel that you get from mono black. Even though mono black's gotten more solid since the last time I'd seen it rocked. So anyway, I played against the uh, graveyard deck, and it was more of the same same type of thing. I you know I, I played the first game. I was a little worried because I was like, God, you know this deck. I hate this deck, and this is the one deck I planned not to prepare for and sure enough I come up against it. I did not expect to see it. But vampires went vampires. I really I was rolling really good at this point. I got out I got the cards I needed. I got out Nocturnus and plowed through for the win. And uh and that was the first game. The second game I I sideboarded in Thought Hemorrhage and was able to actually get rid of some cards that that uh he was relying on so Really, all in all, I thought that the uh, the deck played really well even against him, and I went two and zero. At this point, I'm I'm kind of wondering how many people at the store that I'm playing at had actually built new decks. The first guy was playing Merfolk, you know, but but the fish just were fish, like I said. So the second guy, I'm not even sure if he had any cards in there from that that I really had to worry about from any of the new sets. So, the the third game, I came up against uh, 
Eldrazi Green, and they they had a couple new tricks up their sleeves, but for the most part, it was it was a matter of uh, me just being able to go off quicker. I got out Nocturnus, and and the, the key is if Vampires goes off quickly enough, then then they have a pretty good chance against Eldrazi. If they don't, that's when it becomes a problem. Nocturnus went off both games, and I went 2-0 against Eldrazi with really, I mean, he didn't have any removal or any way to stop me, so it was uh, it was fairly fairly easy again. And even though he had a couple new tricks, for the most part, again, it felt the same. I, I felt like what the meta just hasn't shifted. Though I did know that there was a couple people running the Grixis build, and also running the Grixis control build, and also more than a couple people running Super Friends. I'd seen them, I just hadn't played them yet. So the fourth game, undefeated, uh, I was coming up against the undefeated Marcus with his Super Friends deck, and... Marcus, seeing that I was playing Vampires, was pretty worried about it. He said that his uh, Super Friends deck doesn't have a very good matchup against Vampires. So he was more than happy since there was there was less people at this game day than normal. Uh, there was This was going to be the final round, and then, then there was going to be the top eight. So we we decided to uh, go ahead and intentionally draw into the top eight. And so we both drew the other guy that was undefeated. There was only one other undefeated, and he played his matchup and won. So there was three of us that were undefeated going into the top eight, and we I was matched up in the top eight, actually. I was we, Marcus and I, with his Super Friends deck, played just a match that was not, that didn't count. When we drew, we, uh, we played against each other just for the fun of it, and I did not go vampire at all. It was, uh, (laughs) it was a slaughtering. He pretty much destroyed me. He was kind of wondering what exactly my vampire deck did, because, yeah, I was able to blightning, and I, I got mana screwed. It was just really bad, but I also wasn't taking it as seriously as I would in a regular match, and I, I, I lost 0-2. But then the top 8 match came, and I was again paired with Marcus. He was pretty happy about it because he, he had just beaten me, and uh, so he thought that there was really no way that he was going to lose. And, you know, I got... I got the Hex Mages when I needed them. I got Nocturnuses out to be able to fly through and punch through the damage. And I was pretty much able to take Marcus down in two games, 2-0. Two and oh. So, going into the championship, actually, now that I think about it, they did not top eight. The reason why there was, it went straight to the top, or top eight, but it was actually just a top four because we had that few of people. So, we, we went straight into the top four, and... The uh, top four was Eric, uh, Marcus, myself, and someone else who I didn't play because Eric played them. But anyway, so we we played. I played Marcus, and I beat him two and zero. And then it was me and Eric for the championship game. This is the part where I I feel pretty uh, unhappy with myself about it. I. I disrespected myself because I was sweating it a little bit. I knew I knew what Eric was playing. 
I knew that I had a pretty good chance of beating him, but I also felt somewhat lucky because I took a deck I didn't expect to win with because it was somewhat outdated. I took the deck, and I won, and I won, and I won, and undefeated. I should have just kept rolling and tried to tried to take Eric down, but Eric offered me choice of prizes, and he offered me pack split if he just got to take home the award. He wanted the the uh, plaque so bad that he he just pretty much, you know, he just offered me the top prizes, which is just, you know, play matter a box. It's like, so, I mean, just a, a deck box. So I was like, well, I'll, uh, you know, I thought about it, and then I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to give up a loss. I'm not going to take a hit to my rating. And he said, you know, oh, you can just drop, and it'll, uh, and I, I didn't think that you could do that in the top, top four, top eight, whatever you're in. I didn't think you could, once you were in, that you could drop, but I, I guess you can. Uh, the, the judge didn't think so either, but Eric has been doing this for so long, and he is one of the top players, so I knew I'd have a battle either way. But I still, you know, this game to me isn't about, about letting people win because they really want something. You either want to win and you go for the throat or you don't. And yeah, I'll be cool about it. I'll be a nice guy. I'll split the prize with them. But if I want to win that thing, I should have gone for it. I did want to win. I knew I could win. But I still took... I just bowed out. I, I told him, that's cool, man. You go ahead. Obviously, you want it really bad. But you know what? I wanted it too. I didn't want it as bad as I'd want a PTQ. It isn't going to make me a pro. It's not a Grand Prix. But I wanted to be able to say that. I wanted to be able to say that I took down the tournament. And so, anyway, you know, as little as game day is, it's not the biggest thing. But Eric is still one of the best players in, in, in the entire region, basically. He is, he's a very good player. So, anyway, and I've beaten him before. It wasn't impossible to beat him. He's just good. And so I, I let him have it. I ended up second. I ended up getting a play mat and, you know, some boosters, and and it was a good time, but now my game day records stand at fourth, third, and now second, so I guess I'm moving up next time, I just, I just can't let someone have it, next time I will be out to take it, and that's one thing I wanted to say, people do not let people win, do not let people talk you into giving up a trophy, a plaque, prize, whatever, if you believe in yourself. If you got somewhere, if you're rolling good, do it. Do it for pride. For pride's sake, play a real game. Because that's the thing that let me down when I left. Is I was constantly questioning myself. I Yeah, I felt good because I gave him what he wanted. But at the same time, I have pride. I want to know. I want to know who was going to win that game. I wanted to play it. And even if we had played it just for fun, that's the point. It's just for fun. Are you really doing your best when you're trying just for fun? Not usually. I mean, if you if you lose when you're trying just for fun, no big deal. If you're if you're playing serious, you're trying to be better and you're trying to play well, then you will care if you lose. Anyway, so that was that was game day. I I did as well as I could have done, but I should have I should have kept playing. I should have uh, I should have tried and finished it. But because then at least I could say, you know what, I lost second place. But what did I, you know, what did I lose, really? A couple packs? 
and to rub my nose in it after I picked the playmat, which I thought was far better than the deck box. Eric said, that's okay, that was, I really, I would have chosen the deck box anyway. So it's like, okay, good. So really, what did I, what did I gain from this? Nothing. Uh, but, you know, whatever you live, you learn. So I will definitely not let it happen again. Um, other than that, since then, I've been trying to pay attention to what decks are tops out there. And Super Friends is still doing relatively well. The Eldrazi deck's doing well. Blue-white control seems to be pretty popular, and uh, what you got some Bant control out there. There's so many things out, so many decks out there now that that are just all of a sudden seem to be appearing and popping up and doing well after the fact, after the game day tournament. And so I have done my share of losing since then, and can see some areas where I need to improve. I'm going to be playing in a PTQ. Well, in PTQs, the standard PTQs for Amsterdam online here from here on out. So, if any of you have any ideas about decks, not too high level because, you know, right now, yeah, I could play Bant or, or Blue White Control or whatever, but I don't have the extra $500 to be spending on, on extra cards that I need that I don't already have. I'm not saying, you know, I need a budget build. I have means, but but reasonable build, I guess. I, I I do like the vampires. I think they're probably the solid, most solid budget build out there. But they're so vanilla. It's like, yes, they can be hated on, but most people are worrying about too many other things to totally hate out vampires. At the same time, they just they're solid, but they're vanilla. Uh, they're very vanilla. There's not a lot you can do to change vampires. They they built the deck for you, and that's getting somewhat old. I you know some of the decks that I've created, I really enjoyed playing, and you know but at the same time I want a deck that I know can is solid enough to win. Uh, I went undefeated at game day, and I I know that vampires can at least compete for me. On, on a given day, at any time, I, I can win with them. But, you know, there's just a certain edge that comes with doing things that people aren't expecting. And that's why I would like to, you know, even if I decide to roll with vampires, if you guys have any tech ideas or things that you think might be a good idea to throw in, you know, whether it be going mono black or doing, you know, adding certain cards in, seeing what I can do with certain things... You know, ideas about what to watch out for. You know, I'm still I'm still reading up, still catching up. So if you have any ideas, that would be great. Um, just a few other notes out there. I was part of the Pure MTGO clan before I stopped doing shows temporarily. And I, when I logged on to Magic Online again, I left the clan. That's a no disrespect at all to Hamtastic because he's. He's great, and I love Freed from the Real. I love the Pure MTGO group. They're they're a bunch of good guys. But I just I wasn't contributing, and until I get back on my feet and and rolling again to where I feel like I'm comfortable and knowledgeable and everything, I really didn't think I wanted to uh, maintain the clan status. It just didn't seem right to me. So I, so I left the group, and you know hopefully when I'm when I'm rocking again, I will be able to. Uh, rejoin. Other than that, uh, 
yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to be rolling solo for a little while here, but hopefully not too long. And, you know, I, I do dig having a co-host because you can just cut loose a little bit and, and talk and, and it seems to, to open each other up a little bit and get better ideas out there. So I will, will be looking for a co-host, whether it be uh, Ben or someone else who's interested in, in joining me. And that's about it for right now. I just wanted to give a heads up as to what was going on and what I'm what I'm looking at, what I'm planning to do. So look me up once again uh, online, TangentDYN, or Twitter, TangentDYN. And also, don't forget to hit me up with uh, an email on manascrewed at gmail.com or leave some comments, and I'll be reading the comments from, from the upcoming shows. So look forward to hearing from you all, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be stomping faces. Anyway, take it easy, guys, and uh, 